Good morning. Thank you for joining in worship. If you've been attending, uh, watching, you know that we've been doing the Beatitudes. And today uh, I'll be talking about blessed are the merciful, for they will be shown mercy. A few months ago, I was walking in the city and there was just this beautiful, good looking young man, but he was a mess and he looked awful and he was begging for money. And my first thought looking at that young man is, I wonder how you got in this mess, what you've done to get in this place this time. And I stopped and I thought, <laughs> That wasn't very compassionate, merciful. That was judgmental. And as human beings, as broken human beings, we're often not merciful. In fact, I think in our culture, we're becoming increasingly merciless. This is, lack of mercy is not something just about terrorists torturing people or, or uh, bombing unsuspecting people. It's right here in our midst. Uh, it's a problem that we see every day. It's on our doorstep. Every day we see it. We see it in politics, in social media, everywhere. It seems like people are mean, they're sarcastic, they're violent, they put each other down, unloving, self-centered, anything but merciful. You see it everywhere. And to be merciful is to be like God. Luke 6.36 reads, Be merciful as your Father is merciful. 2 Corinthians 1.3, God is described as the Father of mercy. Matthew 9.13, Jesus says, I desire mercy, not sacrifice. I desire mercy, not sacrifice. He's talking to the Pharisees and all of us. Uh, all your religious practices is not as good as mercy. I desire you to be merciful. And if we look at Jesus' life, he was always merciful. He was moved with compassion when he saw people that were hurting. Sometimes I think we confuse mercy with emotionalism because a person sees a television show of a, a clip about a starving or abused kid, uh, sometimes uh, tears are shed and money is given and uh, that doesn't necessarily say that we have a merciful heart because sometimes people do merciful things because uh, they want to <laughs> a tax write-off or they want to look good among people or just want to have a sense of being good themselves and that's not all bad but it's not what Jesus is calling us to be merciful people. Real mercy, real mercy that the scripture is talking about comes from a heart of love, of humility, and of knowing how much we need God's mercy. One of the greatest illustrations I think that Jesus gives um, a parable about the Good Samaritan. And you probably know the story well because a Jewish man was walking along the road and going somewhere, busy doing something, on his way to do something, and he was a Jew. And Jews hated Samaritans. And so he was going along and he saw this man lying in the ditch on the side of the road in great distress. 
and it was a Samaritan. But because this man's heart was filled with mercy, he stopped while everybody else was walking by, religious people, priests, all sorts of people walking by this man in distress on the side of the road. This Jew who hated this man, this Samaritan, stopped, helped him out. And when he could do no more for him and he still needed help, he took him to a hotel, paid the bill, and told the hotel keeper that he'd pay any future bills. And it was and this he had a heart of love somewhere in his heart of love for everyone and created in God's image who needed any help. That's a merciful heart. Several years ago, it's interesting, Princeton Seminary uh, did an experiment uh, and to see how people would respond to um, helping someone like the Good Samaritan did in the Bible these days. And so they hired an actor to lie down and look like he was in distress on the side of the road. And then they had already um, asked several students to speak about the Good Samaritan story that day in class, in a class, and some other students were asked to speak on every other things, not just the Good Samaritan. And so, but they asked all the students to walk a certain way. And there was this man, this actor who was falling over and acting in, in distress. All the students walked right by him. Only 60% stopped to see if they could help him because they had a place to be, something to do, and they wanted a good grade. Something else was on their mind. They were busy people and they didn't have time to take out of their day to help this man. And you know, we're, we're busy people. We have places to go, things to do, always something that's very important. And, um, but I thought of a few simple ways that we could be more merciful and show mercy. And perhaps you already do most of these things and even more because we have a very merciful church and we see God's love and mercy expressed to others in many ways here. But the first thing I thought about was to look uh, and listen for someone in need. Pay attention. They're around us, just like those seminary students. Uh, we are busy and we're walking and we don't always see those around us. We don't pay enough attention. So pay attention and look for someone in need to show God's mercy to. You know, years ago, um, I was convinced, convicted, that I needed to be more merciful. I knew I had some gifts of compassion, but I wasn't expressing them. And God laid it on my heart that I needed to get out in the world and be more merciful. And I didn't know quite how, and I, so I was praying about it. And one day I was reading the Chicago Tribune, and I saw an article, and it was about a young man that was... Um, going to hop on a train to go south from Chicago. But instead, the train went north. He, he hopped on the wrong train and it went north over the Rockies. And uh, he had terrible frostbite on his body and he was very ill. And they, the article called him a bum and said they couldn't find any family 
they had found him on the train when the train came back and he was really, really sick and frostbitten. So I read that and I thought, oh, it's Christmas. And a young man, a bum in a hospital with no family. So I took a little box and I filled it with Christmas things. I put a, a Christmas card in it. I put some Christmas candy, some cigarettes, uh, matches, some stamps, postcards, candy, various Christmas candies. And I put a tiny little nativity scene in there that would fit in the box. And I thought, I'm going to go and try to care for this man and show him some mercy, this young man. So I got to the hospital, and security wasn't as... Uh, much a factor in those days. So I was able to stop at the desk and tell them where, what I wanted to see this young man that, and I showed them the article. And so they sent me up to the floor and there was a nurse there. And I explained to her that I had read in the paper about this young man with no family and I wanted, God had put it in my heart to bring him a little Christmas present so that he would know God's love and that somebody cared. And she looked at me and she said, this young man is seriously ill. And I don't want gawkers. So I kind of, I said, well, I'm not a gawker, but give him this box and tell him somebody cared, that God put it in somebody's heart to care about him at Christmas. So she softened a little bit and she said, well, I think maybe you could go in there for a minute or two. But remember, he's very ill. So I walked in the room and I looked and there was an, a young man, an African-American man. He looked like a little boy and he looked sick and he was bandaged. And so I introduced myself and I just was straightforward. I said, I read about you in the paper and I just wanted to come and give you a present because God put it in my heart that you were special to him and you remembered him and you knew what was going on and that uh, he wanted to know you loved him. And he looked at the box and he picked up everything and then he picked up the baby Jesus out of the nativity scene. And I said, okay, Charlie, he told me his name. I said, do you know about Jesus and Christmas and why he came at Christmas and what he did for you? And he said, well, my grandmother in Mississippi told me about him when I was a little boy. And I said, well, would you like me to tell you the story of why Jesus came and what he's done for you? And he said, yeah, yeah, that'd be nice. And so I, I told him briefly and I prayed with him and I left. And because I had to give my name and driver's license at the desk, the nurse knew who I was. Three days later, she called me and she said, Charlie died this morning, and I want you to know he was holding baby Jesus in his hand. And it touched me so much. And I had such joy in really helping this young man and uh, that it did as much for me. I was overwhelmed with God's love for myself and pleasure in what I had done. And so what I learned from that is mercy is very healing to the person who gives it. And your very soul is nourished when you show mercy. And it brings happiness to your life and a sense of well-being 
as you give it, as well as to the person you give it to. And another way, a second way to show God's mercy is to not write off our profile people who bugged or offended us. Uh, you know, there are certain people that we just kind of avoid because they just offended us or they just get on our nerves or we just don't like them. Some of them are in our family. And especially now uh, where we've been with our families and with other people close to us for extended periods of time, we, we can always see each other's weaknesses and, and not always uh, notice when someone's hurting in our family or be quick to give mercy or encouragement. And I think that uh, as we can just, even though we don't maybe feel like it, just pay attention and pray and reach out and show mercy even in our own inner circle and to the people that we normally maybe wouldn't show it to as much as we would someone outside our circle and our family. And number three, do good to those who've hurt you and even to your enemies going a step further than even your family, but even outside people who've really uh, been really nasty to you or you've done bad things to you. I remember my brother telling me this story maybe a hundred times. Uh, he was a soldier in World War II and he was stationed in Germany. And on one night after the war, he was guarding his military base. He was guarding with another fellow soldier and they were looking around in the woods just to make sure there was no one out there hiding, waiting to blow him up or attack him. And they came across this a guy laying on the ground and they noticed he had blood on his shirt and he was kind of on his face. So they turned him over and then they looked at him and they saw he was not, had a Nazi uniform on. Well, they well knew what they were supposed to do with him. They took their rifle with a bayonet on the end and put it in his chest and, and they were going to take him back into the base. And the young man, they looked at it in his face and it was Christmas Eve another Christmas story. And this young man looked up at him and he looked like he was 17, 18 years old, had these blue eyes and he just started crying. And so my brother looked at his buddy and then they looked at this young man and they said, Merry Christmas. And of course they pointed for him to run and he took off running. And my brother said, I felt like I was able to give the best Christmas present to someone ever. And I prayed for that young man for a lot, a lot of years. And Proverbs eleven seventeen states, your own soul is nourished when you are merciful. Again, mercy heals the giver as well as the receiver. And, and another way we can do, uh, use the gift of mercy and use be merciful is look for people who are grieving. Right now, everyone is grieving everything because freedoms have been lost. We can't hug each other. We can't go to meetings the way we once did. We can't go to long, large gatherings, graduations, school graduations, corporate worship's gone, jobs are different. Uh, empty nest, can't. Every kind of grief is going on right now, and people are all grieving something. 
And when people are grieving, they're vulnerable and they need a kind heart and a listening ear and they need someone to pray with. And so reach out uh, to those around you and use uh, and be merciful. And if the scripture also says, if we do not show mercy, God will not show us mercy. Wow, that's pretty frightening. There's a parable in Matthew 25 that's very interesting. You probably have heard of it, the parable of the sheep and the goats. And it's, uh, Jesus told this parable. And he said, uh, on the judgment day, the son of man will come and sit on his throne and he'll call all the nations, all the peoples before him. And he'll put the goats on the left and the sheep on the right. And he will judge them. And he will say to the sheep, the Christ followers on his right, come ye who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance and enter the kingdom, which I prepared for you since the beginning of the world. When I was hungry, you fed me. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I was sick, you cared for me. In jail, you visited me. A stranger, you welcomed me. The sheep looked at him and they said, hmm, we were just doing what was natural. When did we do that? When did we do that, Lord? And he said, when you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. And then all the goats on the left got very indignant. And they said, well, what do you mean? We would have given you food and we would have given you drink and we would have clothed you and when when did we see that we we didn't see any of that and we didn't see any of that in you because we didn't even see you in any of those situations and Jesus said when you did not do it unto the least of these you did not do it unto me Depart from me on judgment day. Wow, this is judgment day. And we know that we are not saved by being merciful. That's not what this parable says. This parable says something very different. It says that if you know the Lord Jesus Christ and you know his mercy in your life, it will flow from you and you won't even know you're giving it. And so it's not just a Christian action that we should perform a few times a week or once a day um, so that it will be what we should do, a religious action. It, it, you could do it and it's good, but it won't be as powerful or satisfying unless it comes from a heart transformed by God's mercy. And you, the only way that we can extend powerful mercy is to know how much we need it. And the key to being a powerfully merciful person is to be a broken person. You get the power to show mercy from the real feeling in your heart that you owe everything you are, everything you have to because of God's divine mercy on you. 
And if we want to become merciful people, it is imperative that we cultivate a, a view of God and ourselves that helps us to say with all of our heart and mind and soul, everything we have, every joy, every virtue, and every distress of our lives comes from God's mercy. It begins with knowing Jesus died for you because that was the only way. God's mercy and the death of Jesus Christ and the forgiveness, that was undeserved mercy. And God gave it to us. And if we really know that and remember that and live it, God's mercy flows through a heart with that attitude. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you that even before we ask, you came to earth. Before we knew the story, you came, you knew us, and you came and died for us because there was no other way for us to really be reconciled to you and be forgiven and made whole. And it's all your mercy. And every day of our lives, everything we do, everything we have, even our next heartbeat, our next breath, is because of your great mercy. Your mercy is due anew every morning. And we thank you for it. May we never forget that and live in it and let the mercy of God flow in us and through us because then it will be for you, for your kingdom, and it will be like Jesus. And we want to be, have the attitude of Jesus in our lives. And thank you. We know that's your will as well. In your name we pray, amen.